welcome to the show. This is Dylan James. Alongside me, as always, is JT Taylor. And we are back for our 20th episode. Count them. 2-0. 20th episode. JT, how does that feel? Well, we survived 20 episodes, Dylan, so that's great. Now we, we still got, have listeners. That's a good thing. Yes, that's we a have good even well. more listeners than we, than we had the first time. So I mean, I guess that's good. We can thank Bob Peters for that. That's growth, exactly. Thank you, Bob Peters, for that, and thank also WBLZ Radio too. That's definitely helped us a They've lot too. They've helped out a lot Thanks, too. Guys. Yeah, it's been great. Twenty episodes. There's been a lot going on in this this show for twenty episodes. I can't believe people actually listen to us still, <laughs> because we're kind of crazy. <laughs> Crazy minus the Hennessy, of course. Yes, yes. No <laughs> Hennessy in the studio at all, whatsoever. Um, so, Dylan, how was your trip? It was fantastic. So, I went on the Disney Vacation Club member cruise, and we were out at sea for seven days, and it was phenomenal. Even though I worked close to 60 hours when I was on the ship, I was pretty much working a lot. Um, I did have a few days off the ship so i did get off at port and tortola and st thomas and castaway key which are the areas that are being affected by hurricane irma right now i saw some video out of tortola today and it does not look good yeah, i saw all. your post on twitter at all so um my prayers and thoughts and prayers are going out to tortola to st thomas as well i haven't seen any video from them yet but i i think that they're probably going to have about the same the same destruction as tortola did so it's crazy to think I was there less than 10 days ago, but you know, it, it, it was beautiful when I was there. Uh, the people were great and the ship the, the cruise itself was just phenomenal. I, I cannot believe it took me so long to go on a cruise, but I, I, my first cruise was free. So, and hey. I got paid to go on the cruise. Well, can't complain about that there. You can't complain about that. Yeah. My week was pretty busy too. I was working over at the preview center a lot so keeping myself busy there and uh, speaking of hurricanes of course i want to mention this before we get started with our normal sports topic but um if you haven't had a chance guys if you get a chance to donate for the victims that were at Her- for hurricane harvey happened in texas this past week me and dylan we were obviously didn't have a show last week but that did happen so i just wanted to send my condolences and if you had a chance please uh donate to the red cross or any organization that's helping we've seen a lot of it this past week with not just Red Cross, but like PayPal. A lot of companies are getting involved trying to donate money. Of course, JJ Watt, he's also busy donating money as, as well. So, you guys, if you get a chance, please donate some money to uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund. And also, I mean, if you're donating, donate to American Red Cross, companies like that, because they are going to be providing um, help for the ones that are affected by Hurricane Irma that's happening this week, too, that's going to be affecting. Definitely. Our local, our backyard, essentially. Um, actually, it's going to be on our front yard as well. But in Florida, we're going to be hit by it as well. So it's going to be um, a devastating storm for at least the Florida Keys, for Miami. And there's potential for catastrophic damage here in the state of Florida, too, up up even in central Florida where we are. So definitely um, go out there, donate, help out as much as you can. And uh, all that goes to a good cause. It helps us out down here in Florida and over in Texas as well. So Definitely. And stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Yeah, definitely. If you're staying in the state of Florida, definitely stay safe. Get hunkered down because if they're telling you to evacuate, if they're telling you to hunker down, uh, don't, don't take those warnings lightly because it's definitely something that's going to be 
something we've never seen before. So definitely heed those warnings and um, stay safe out there. So let's go on to talking about football first. This was the first week of college football last week, and some big games happened. Um, One of the biggest games in my mind was the Florida and Michigan game. That was probably one of the biggest games that happened of the weekend. And Florida looked awful. Florida needs a quarterback because Lord knows they need it. it. It was just an awful game for the Florida offense. The defense played okay. The defense actually kept them in the game for three quarters of the game. But then in the fourth quarter, you could tell Florida could not get anything done on offense. Yeah, both their quarterbacks, Malik Zaire and Felipe Franks, they really struggled in this game. And, and Michigan, remember, their quarterback didn't start well either, uh, but they put Will and Spite in the rest of the game, and he, uh, Michigan did okay offensively and got points to, to win the game up in Dallas. So it was a very, very big performance for Jim Harbaugh and his team. Another Speaking of Florida teams, another Florida team that played was course Florida State Alabama yep and I got to watch some of that game that was a good game as well Uh, very close and then in the fourth quarter Alabama just took over unfortunately for Florida State their quarterback DeAndre Francois got injured and now he's going to miss the rest of the season yeah uh, that's a huge hit for that team Um, he actually played pretty well um, considering Alabama is just a dominating team on all sides of the ball on every single phase of the game. So special teams, offense, defense, that team is just a powerhouse. And you could tell from Florida State because Florida State had some high hopes this season. And with Francois going down, of course, those high hopes are uh, all but dashed at this point because he was their playmaker on offense. But it's hard to see a team with that much promise go down so quickly to a team that's just so dominating Alabama looked like a team that was on a completely different level from Florida State it was it was crazy to watch um and and they had the game I mean it was pretty close in the first half but then Alabama just ran away with it in the second half and it it was um a pretty dominating performance by Alabama that was probably the biggest game that was the headliner um last weekend was Florida versus Alabama because they were one and three um in the standings going into that game so crazy game uh what do you think the biggest the um the biggest upset game was this past weekend well there was kind of two upsets but one major upset to me was baylor baylor going down to liberty at home they lost that game 48 to 45 baylor just it was i didn't get the chance to watch the game but seeing it was going back and forth back and forth so that was a stunning loss and of course texas a&m they had a 34-point lead against UCLA, yeah. and they blew it. Yeah, They blew it, and they lose the game. So, uh, Kevin Sumlin, he's not having a good week right now. No, he's not. And another and they need a quarterback team with A&M. True. They're struggling with them as well. True. I, I think that A&M has been struggling since Johnny Menzel left. Mm-hmm. That, that team, Kevin Sumlin, he should have gotten an NFL job before this whole thing happened. He should have just taken a contract with the NFL because teams were calling his name because he was like the hottest coach in college football when Johnny Menzel was there and he's had they've had high hopes for him every season since then but he has just not been able to capitalize at all um, another big upset this weekend was Texas Texas played the the uh, Maryland Terrapins and the Turtles man they just uh, 
They took you guys to town. Yeah, I'm sure Scott Van Pelt on ESPN is very happy about the Terps right now. So, yeah, they... Um, it was a stunning game, but I, I watched them at Texas. We just didn't play well. We didn't play well. We were down 30-14, to 14, okay? And then we came back and tied a game only for the Maryland offense to keep scoring defense or points to take the lead. So Texas just, for me, I felt was never really in it because the defense kept giving up points. 51 points? So Maryland, a team that went 6-7 and seven last year, that's not good. Yeah. Now, uh, for Tom Herman, okay, we'll, we'll give him a break. It's his first game. He's probably still trying to get the system all worked out and everything. But Texas, he's under a lot of pressure. He's got to turn around quick because Texas has been down for like the last three, four seasons. Yeah, they have. Uh, speaking of our teams, the Tennessee Volunteers played this past weekend against Georgia Tech. And that game was a little bit too close for comfort. First of all, our defense is awful. Uh, I, I don't know because I think they were talking about the defense coordinator was saying that they were playing a little bit too spread apart with the wide receivers. They weren't they weren't playing man coverage. They were playing more zone, giving them a little bit more space. It just it just did not look well, uh, look good for the defense in Tennessee. Offense played pretty well. Um, Dormady was our quarterback, and it was kind of interesting because. Garantino actually is the backup quarterback we have right now, but he is listed as the co-starter for the team, and he didn't play at all. He didn't play a single snap, although Butch Jones did say that they're going to be playing, both be playing this next weekend against Indiana State, but it, it did not look good for the Tennessee Volunteers. Hopefully this weekend they show more dominance on some one side of the ball, at least offense. Um, I, I think defense will be okay. Especially against Indiana State because it's, of course, Indiana State. Um, not a very good team at all. But I think Tennessee just needs to show something this weekend that tells the SEC, look, this team is a team to be reckoned with and Florida better be ready for them next weekend. So, because I'll be there in the swamp next weekend to see that game and they better play better than they did against Georgia Tech. Although, Georgia Tech does have the triple option. It is a hard offense to cover. And we saw that in Alabama and, and Auburn too. Auburn had that same kind of system uh, a few years ago when they were a very when Cam Newton was there. When yeah. Cam Newton was there, yep, they had that same option play, and so it was hard to cover. Um, Georgia Tech is actually a good football team. I, I think that with their offensive line, that if they stay healthy, that team will do very well um, in the ACC. But uh, you know, Tennessee definitely needs to step up, and they need to show what kind of team they are this weekend. Well, like we mentioned, Dylan, it's the first week of college football, and we've always had teams that are going to get a scare. So Tennessee wasn't the only one. Louisville had a scare this week against Purdue, but they came back and they won that game, 35-28. And then USC, they were going back and forth with Western Michigan. It was a very entertaining game, but USC came up on top, 49-31. So let's look at week two now, Dylan. That's going to be coming up this weekend. Uh, we got some very interesting games. You got Oklahoma against Ohio State. You got Auburn against Clemson. TCU against Arkansas. Georgia against Notre Dame. Stanford and against Stanford USC. Against USC. Yeah. So a lot of big matchups this weekend. There are some big games. What what game are you wanting to look at this weekend? You, what game is going to be the most interesting to watch this weekend? Oh, it's got to be Oklahoma and Ohio State. Now, I know Bob Stoops is not there, but Oklahoma did pretty well in their game last week. So, and uh, Baker Mayfield, he, he's been doing pretty well for the Sooners. 
and Ohio State. Remember, Ohio State, they were struggling against Indiana last week. And they were down and had to come back. And I mean, they beat him pretty easily in the second half, but they started off slow. So Oklahoma, if they can get up a couple points up early and hang on, it could be an upset. You know, an, an interesting game to watch this weekend for me would be Auburn and Clemson. Because if Auburn wins this game against Clemson, which... Uh, the predictor on ESPN, they have Clemson winning this game by 67, 67% say that Clemson is going to win this game. However, if Auburn comes in and takes care of Clemson, then I, I think that they will rise back to where they were a few years ago when Cam Newton was there. I think that they've been kind of mediocre the past few years, to say the least. So if they win against Clemson, that all bets are off. Um, I think that Auburn can do some damage if they win against Clemson. However, I don't know if they're going to because um, it, it might just be a pipe dream. It might be one of those things that I want to see Auburn come back to the level of play they were playing before. But you know we'll have to see against Clemson because Clemson's a very, very good team this year, even though they don't have um, Deshaun Watson leading the charge on offense. All right, Dylan. Now let's move on to the pros with the NFL. Now the preseason is finally finished. We are now into week one of the NFL season. We had a game last night between the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Awful. Just awful. The the Patriots did not look good at all. Um, the defense, I don't know what was happening on defense last night, but it, it was pretty close until the fourth quarter. Uh, Kansas City actually went on a 28-3 run. Does that number sound familiar? 28-3 uh, yes, <laughs> run um, against the Patriots to win that game. They won 42-27 to very handedly um, against the the Pats. So do you think Bill Belichick is worried at this point? He's going to just probably say something like, just one game, we're going to move on to the next game, and we'll win that game. <laughs> no, a typical Bill Belichick. But I think the Patriots, they just... They just looked slow and, and just out of sync. The running back positions were kind of struggling. And the Patriots, Tom Brady, just, he just didn't look good. So I think the Patriots are kind of, even though they were in the game, the defense blew in the fourth quarter. So I think the Patriots kind of had a Super Bowl hangover for this one game. But they'll bounce back. And we all knew they weren't going to go undefeated. And, I mean, Alex Smith, come on. He had a good night. He crushed my fantasy team against my fantasy team last night. 28, 35, 368 yards, four touchdowns. And the running back, Hunt, he had 17 rushes, 140 yards, touchdown, and two reception touchdowns. So the Chiefs, they just brought their A game, and the Patriots, they did not. Uh, yeah, and somebody else didn't bring their A game, Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a 35.1 QBR last night. And you know what? I was looking at the stats here. The one stat that blows my mind is that Rob Gronkowski only had two receptions last night. Two receptions for 33. 33 yards. Um, his longest was 17-yard reception. No touchdowns. So I, I think that if if Tom Brady wants to be successful this season and that team wants to be successful, they have to have their tight ends make touchdowns, get touchdowns. I mean, Rob Gronkowski should not go without a touchdown in a game. If he's not going to get a touchdown, then it's going to be hard for them to win. I mean, I, I, I'm looking, and it's just... It, it's mind-boggling to see the stats from these players um they just were not on it last night at all it looks like mike Gill uh gillisley was the only one who was getting touchdowns last night yep yep it's crazy absolutely crazy all right so let's take a look at week one for the nfl schedule on sunday so we got some interesting games this week for week one 
Of course, Dylan, our boys, the Tennessee Titans, we are playing the Oakland Raiders. Yes, we are. At 1 o'clock. So that would be very interesting. But the game's going to be at home in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So the Titans, they're currently favored to win that game. Um, we have the Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be a very interesting game. You also have the Sunday night game, the New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys. You got the Steelers taking on the Browns, Bengals taking on the Ravens. And then for Monday night, you got the Saints and the Vikings. Adrian Peterson, he's going to Minnesota. And then, of course, the Chargers and Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to wipe the Chargers out, literally. The game I'm keeping my eye on this week is probably going to be the Giants versus the Cowboys because two things. One, I want to see what the Giants do because we don't know yet if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play or not. Mm-hmm. So he's very he's questionable to play. He's questionable, yep. He... He has been able to be, he's been jogging at practice, which is a good thing. So he's on his ankle. He's actually working his ankle a little bit. But on that side of the ball, I want to see what happens if they don't have Odell Beckham Jr. I want to see if they have a solution for not having that player. On the opposite side of the ball with the Dallas Cowboys, I want to see what Dak Prescott does in his second year in the NFL. I want to see if he's as, as lethal as he was last season because. I, for some reason, I think he's going to have a, soft, a sophomore slump. I think that teams are going to know what to do with Dak Prescott at this point. And also Ezekiel Elliott, too. I think he's going to have a sophomore slump as well. But I just want to see if they're going to be as as dominant as they were last season in, in this new in this new year. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be the playoff caliber team they were last year. I think they'll make the playoffs again. I just don't know if they're going to be as dominating as they were last year. But we'll have to see. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. That's the one I'm keeping my eye on the most. Um, And also the Titans game too, of course, with the Raiders. But the Titans are expected to win that game against the Raiders. And I'm really interested to see how our offense plays because I mean we haven't seen DeMarco Murray that much in the preseason I think DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry splitting carries this season is going to be a great thing for the Titans and our offensive line is stellar in in Tennessee it's probably within it's probably in the top five offensive lines in the league so I think that that's going to be a huge thing for the team um but anyway uh I'm sorry I went on a tangent there about the Titans JT what is the game that intrigues you the most this weekend the game that's going to intrigue me the most, Dylan, this weekend is the game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. For the Baltimore Ravens, this is supposed to be Joe Flacco's return after he missed the entire preseason with a back injury. And the Ravens, they'll have their receivers, Rashad Perryman, and their running back, Danny Woodhead. He's going to be playing as well. And, of course, Cincinnati, you know they have their issues with their linebacker, Vontaze Perfect. Of course, Adam Pacman jones he's still there. And you got John Ross, who's going to be out with a knee injury for the Bengals. So the Bengals, surprisingly to me, Dylan, they haven't listed as a favorite, even though they haven't lost Baltimore at home since 2011. So to me, that's going to be the most interesting game, Dylan, to watch this weekend. So are you doubting Andy Dalton? Is that what you're doing in this game? Because if you think about it, he does still have A.J. Green as their wide receiver, even though John Ross is out. Um, they do have A.J. Green. They also have the running back out of Oklahoma, um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's in there now, and I think that Joe Mixon can do some big things in that offense. So even though he had some trouble in college, you know, all the off-the-field stuff, whatever. Anyway, he still played a pretty big role in the Oklahoma offense uh, for several years. So I think Joe Mixon can do some big things for the Cincinnati Bengals this season. 
No, I'm not doubting Andy Dalton at all. It's just he had a down season last year. Yeah, he didn't. So, but, you know, it's a new season, and, you know, he's the career leader in, in uh, passing categories for the Bengals. So I'm sure he's going to rebound it and turn it around, and we'll have to wait and see. But, like I said, the Bengals, they are favorites to win that against the Rams. True, which is good. Another game to keep an eye on, Dylan, is going to be the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be on Fox at 425. This is going to be an interesting game. Now, the good news is the game's in Lambeau Field, so a lot of Packer fans are happy at that. Also, the good news is the replacement refs will not be there, so the Seahawks probably won't get much favorable calls in that game. <laughs> but it's going to be a very interesting game, Dylan, because you got Aaron Rodgers, of course, coming back, and they also got a new weapon now, Martellus Bennett. He's going to be on that offense for them as well. Uh, the Packers, their offense kind of struggled kind of first half of the season. I picked it up as they cruised into the playoffs. And then the Seahawks, of course, they made some moves getting Sheldon Richardson from the New York Jets. And, of course, you got Russell Wilson there. And you got Cam Chancellor read up. So he's going to be the leader of that team for the safety combo or Richard Sherman, of course, for the Seahawks. So it's going to be a very, very competitive game. But I think the Packers are going to take it at home. Well, I'm going to talk about more about this in the fantasy segment we're going to have in just a second. But, you know, with the Green Bay Packers... Aaron Rodgers is expected to get MVP this year. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers will go all the way this year? Because we watched it actually at Buffalo Wild Wings last season when he got so close to the Super Bowl. That team got very, very close to the Super Bowl. And against the Falcons. Remember they came back this round four against the Cowboys. They did. They did, and they won that game. So do you think the Packers will be able to reach the Super Bowl this year? I hope so. I, uh, All I, right. I, 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 there you go. <laughs> look, I picked the last series with the Patriots and Packers. I came up short mm-hmm. thanks to the Falcons. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> but, uh, but I think the Packers are, are for real. They're going to win the NFC North. No one, I don't think, in that division is going to s- slow them down. And if they get some favorable matchups in the playoffs, I think the Packers are the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. And, of course, out of the AFC, well, who knows? Anyone but the Patriots, please. Anybody but the Patriots. But Aaron <laughs> Rodgers does have a chip on his shoulder, and I think this year will be his season to get the Super Bowl and get that that Super Bowl championship ring, too, again, because, I mean, he's only had one in his career, so I think he's wanting to uh, add to the collection. Well, if he gets another Super Bowl ring, he'll have one more than Brett Favre. Now, don't me wrong, Dylan. Wow. Brett Favre at least went to two Super Bowls back-to-back. Wow. Back. But Aaron Rodgers, you, you know he wants to get another Super Bowl ring. Does somebody have some aloe for that burn? <laughs> so let's move on to fantasy football. We actually had our draft two nights ago. And um, I'd have to say I'm pretty excited with my team this year. I think it's going to be a good season. Uh, I have Matt Ryan starting quarterback. Um, some other uh, noteworthy players. I have LaShawn McCoy. He's my number one, number one pick. So my team this year is Shady's Bunch. Because, you know, Shady... McCoy. Anyway, yeah. um, so I have LaShawn McCoy. I have um, John Brown uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm excited about that as well because he's actually healthy this season. So I think he'll do some good things. But um, so players to look for in fantasy football. Um, I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy with the Seattle Seahawks because he's playing his former team, the Green Bay Packers, this weekend. And the Seahawks need to establish a run game this weekend. Um, their start, their starting running back from last season, Thomas Rawls, is actually questionable this weekend. 
So the good thing about Eddie Lacy is he has time to be in the starting role this week, and I think he can do some good things. If he establishes the run in that game, then I think Seattle Seahawks have a good chance. But, you know, we all know Aaron Rodgers, and he is a fantastic quarterback. He can do some good things uh, with the offensive side of the ball, but the defense has not been the best over the past few years, and so I think that's a, that's a place that Eddie Lacy can exploit, and he knows that team better than anybody. So I think that Eddie Lacy is a player to watch out for in fantasy football this week. JT, do you have a player that you're looking at in fantasy? The player I'm looking at that is going to probably be interesting is uh, Kelvin Benjamin for the uh, wide receiver for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Of course, they're playing the 49ers this week. So I think he's a player that could get a lot of points for my team. Uh, I know my team's off to a rough start because I had the Patriots defense. Oh, gosh. So that pretty much put me in the hole early. But yeah. uh, we'll see. But he's one player I think that's going to do really well. Jimmy Graham with the Seahawks. He'd be another one to play the Packers. And, of course, Marcus Mariota. He's my quarterback for the Titans as they play the Raiders. So that'll be my pick for my team, JT the Sports Guy FC. All right, Dylan, let's transition to some basketball news. So in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, we talked about them a few weeks ago, but the NBA decided to find them 500K uh, fine for tampering. So as me and Dylan expected, we figured worse is going to be a fine, but nothing more than that. Yeah. Now, Magic Johnson, he has said that he told the NBA that he wants to have the Lakers take the fine out of his salary and basically pay for it. So that's kind of generous for Magic Johnson. I think that's pretty cool what he's doing there. Of course, there was also drama this week between Cleveland and Boston. Now, a couple weeks ago, me and Dylan, we mentioned broke the trade that happened between Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas. So apparently within the last two weeks, there was drama because the Cleveland Cavaliers were concerned about Isaiah Thomas's hip. So they were electing to go through with the deal and they asked the Cleveland or excuse me, the Boston Celtics for additional assets. So Boston was hesitant about giving up Jason Tatum and another one of their prospects. So they agreed to give up another draft pick, which was a second round pick. So that's what the Boston Celtics did. Isaiah Thomas is now with Cleveland, even though Isaiah Thomas, I think he's kind of a little bitter with the situation that happened after getting shipped out of town from Boston. But I think he has a chip on his shoulder. So he's got to take care of his hip. He might be out for a few months. But once he gets healthy, I think he's going to really be motivated to help the Cavaliers push through into the playoffs. And he should because he, he played very well for the Boston Celtics. We talked about this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I, I'm still pretty bitter about the whole situation with Boston. I can't believe they shipped out one of their best players from their team because they just wanted to get Kyrie Irving and everything. But... Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's still a sad situation for Isaiah Thomas. I think that Boston did him wrong um, in this whole situation. But, you know, I hope he has some success with Cleveland, even though I still do not like LeBron James. I hope that he is successful in Cleveland. Definitely, definitely. Now, on to our WNBA news, just to give you an update. And just to let you know, this is the first week we've talked about WNBA, and this will probably be the only week we talk about WNBA. So just to let you know. It's only just because of the playoffs that are starting. So there were games on Wednesday night between the Washington Mystics and the Dallas Wings in the first round of the playoffs. The WNBA day to do a single elimination the first two rounds, and then it's best of five, and then the championship round, the final. So Elena Deladon, she helped the Mystics get their game victory. With 25 points, they beat the Dallas Wings 86-76. to They are on to the next round. 
And then, of course, the other playoff game that was on Wednesday night, it was the Seattle Storm taking on Chicago Sky. Chicago Sky had three players, Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, and Kayla Cooper had nearly double-digit points to carry the Chicago Sky over to Seattle Storm. Seattle Storm, Sue Bird, who was their best player, did not play. And despite the effort of Breonna Stewart, who had 29 points, it was not enough to get Seattle. Oh, I'm sorry. Seattle did win that game. That was my apologies. They won that game 85-80. to 80. <laughs> See, we don't follow WNBA. That so that's why we see these stats and we say, oh, well, they must have lost. Oh, wait, they didn't. They actually my won. My apologies, WNBA. That was my bad. <laughs> you can hit me up on Twitter. I apologize. All right. So the next games for the this weekend, the Murky will take on, the Phoenix Murky will take on the Sun, and you got the Mystics. They will take on the New York Liberty. All right, Dylan. So we're going to talk next about some hockey news. Hockey news. So the former Arizona Coyotes captain Shane Doan announced his retirement from the NHL after 21 seasons in the league. So this is becoming a trend. Mike Fisher decided to retire, and Shane Doan decides to hang up his skates as well from the uh, NHL. So Shane, I mean, he had a great career. He actually had some... There were some talks about him possibly coming back um, and joining a team this season, too, in the offseason uh, through free agency and whatnot. But I guess he decided to uh, forego that conclusion and go to retirement instead. Yeah, Shane Doan, he, he was, he's a legend for the Arizona Coyotes, and he, he's been there since they were the Jets. He was the Jets for the, their, that one season before they moved to the desert and became the Phoenix Coyotes, now Arizona Coyotes. And he's been there for a long time. He, he loves the Phoenix area. And even when Phoenix was going through those trials where the team could move or whatever, he, he stayed. And he's it's a bummer that the Coyotes decide, you know what, we're going to move on. You can go play somewhere else. But I guess he just didn't have his heart to go play anymore with a different team after being with one organization for so long. So I think he made the right call. And he's going to go in the Hall of Fame probably. So I think he did uh, a, a wise decision. Yeah. Now it's just down to Jeremy Yager yeah, and Jerome right. McGinley. <laughs> right. And Yami Yager, I think he's going to continue to play. He'll play for a few more years. If, if not in the NFL, NHL, he'll be playing in the KHL or something. So I think he's he's still going to be playing for at least a year or two. Um, on to Vancouver Canucks. They signed Thomas Vanek to a one-year deal. How good of news is this for the Vancouver Canucks? Well, the Canucks, to me, they're stocking up on veteran players. And they kind of need that because... Thomas Vancouver, Florida and Detroit last year, he had 17 goals, 31 assists, and 68 games. And they're only bringing him in on a, a one-year contract, okay, two, $2 million deal. So it's it's not like a bad risk. And he's done very well with the team. He's going to bring a lot of leadership. And Vancouver needs that because Vancouver was just bad last year. So I think with him and a lot of players they brought in, he's only going to be a huge help. If he stays healthy, of course. That's the most important thing. Exactly. And with veteran players, there are those... Those worries that, that, you know, they might not be the most healthy when it comes to playing in the NHL. And especially in the NHL, it is very hard to stay healthy um, as you age in the in the league because it is such a hard-hitting league nowadays. And the speed and the power that these players have nowadays in the league, it, it's, it's incredible to watch. But it's definitely um, a serious... A serious thing to look out for as well for older players to play. So, um, moving on to the Ottawa Senators, they announced they will be reducing their arena capacity by 1,500 seats. So, pretty much what they're doing is they're saying, look, we're having all these empty seats at games. Let's just cut the arena down by 1,500 seats to make it look like it's more of a sellout. 
you know, wrestling actually did that for a while. They made it to where they would fill half of an arena. So let's say that I got out Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. They would sell seats for half of the arena and then put the camera on the empty side to film the full side with all these people to make it look like it was a full house, but it wasn't. So I've seen that happen before. Um, it's a smart move by them, though. If they're not selling the seats, they might as well just get up, get rid of them, and they can tell their fans, "Hey, guess what? We had a sold and we had a sellout this past weekend." But they technically really didn't because they used to have fifteen hundred seats in there additional. So, JT, what are your thoughts on this? No, I, I agree. This the Senators. They said they just got tired of having empty seats in the upper deck. So what they're going to do is they're just going to put tarps up in that area. And just kind of make it more like kind of like intimate feeling where it's just a lot for to look good on TV. So, like you mentioned, some teams do that. So the Senators can't blame them. Yeah, very true. So let's move on to our segments for the week. And now it's time for JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours, sir. Thanks, Dylan. And as always, out of bounds is here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. So we're gonna start with some sucking news as we got the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers that happened this past week. So I'll share you some of the big news that happened out of that. So the main thing you need to know is Syria and Iran had to play a World Cup qualifier match. Iran, Syria scored the first goal up 1-0, and then Iran took a 2-1 lead, and then Syria scored at the last minute to tie the game 2-2. This game was very important because for Syria, it puts them into the playoff round for the World Cup to qualify. And for Syria, after everything that country's been through with you know, the refugees and civil war violence and everything. It's good to see that the soccer team is taking advantage of that situation to bring their, make your country proud. So they're going to play Australia in the playoff round. Good luck to those guys. Saudi Arabia, they got a one nothing one nil win against Japan to clinch them a world cup spot. So they have qualified for Russia next year. Bolivia was a big upset. They are eliminated from local qualification, but they defeated Chile who has struggled. Chile has lost to Bolivia and Paraguay in their two matches. So Chile's in trouble. They may miss the World Cup. And then Argentina, they played a 1-1 draw against Venezuela. Argentina's another team that's in trouble right now that could also be in danger of missing the World Cup. All right, Dylan, let's talk about our boys, the U.S. men's national team. The U.S. men's national team had two games for their World Cup qualifier matches. We had a big game on September 1st at home in New Jersey against Costa Rica and U.S. they had done pretty well at home. Like I said, Bruce Arena is coming in on a 14-game winning streak. So USA was looking good, looking good. But the Ticos, Dylan, had other ideas. And Marcos Arena scored in the 30th minute to get them the lead. What a great goal to put them on top. And the USA, they kept fighting in the second half, putting on Clint Dempsey, but he couldn't get the ball over the net. And then USA just kept pushing for that goal to the equalizer. But again, they're that man again. Marco Serena, he got another goal to get Costa Rica up 2 0 to beat the U.S. So USA was in trouble, man. This is the first time they lost two World Cup qualifying matches in the same campaign since 1958, Dylan. Wow. It's been a long time since the U.S. Had lost two home games during a campaign for the World Cup. That's so insane. The USA had to go to Honduras. And in Honduras, you thought things would get a little better, but it didn't start off well. USA was down 1-0 in the 27th minute, thanks to a goal from Romel Cato. And then it went really down to the late in the game where Bobby Wood gets a goal in the 85th minute to tie to 1-1. So USA, as of right now, they are in fourth place in their group. 
at the World Cup and today we have to go to a playoff round to qualify. But USA has got two games left, Dylan. We got a big game October 6th at the Orlando City Stadium against Panama. That's going to be a big game. And then we're on the road against the following week against Trinidad and Tobago. There you go. So USA, man, it's pretty simple. You win the next two games, you're in the World Cup, baby. Do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about a team that is doing pretty well right now, the Orlando Pride. The ladies, they are were on a five-game winning streak. And the ladies had three games this week. They had a game against FC Kansas City. They won that game 2-1. to one, And then they had their next game against the Boston Breakers where they won that game 4-2. to two. And in their recent game was last night against the Seattle Reign. This game was supposed to be on Saturday because of Hurricane Irma. They had to move it up a couple days early. So that was an amazing game. It was so close. It was a big game, Dylan, because if Orlando Pride won, we'd be in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Alex Morgan, she got a goal in the 90th minute. That was going to give us the lead. But Seattle had other ideas, Seattle Reign, and they scored late equalizer to end the match 1-1. So the Orlando Pride, they'll have to wait another week to go into the playoffs. Now to a team that is falling out of the playoffs right now, Orlando City. Oh, it just hasn't gotten any better, Dylan. They haven't won a game in like two months. Orlando City, they had a game against the Vancouver Whitecaps. They lost that game 2-1. to And then they played New England last week up on the road in Boston. And they got whipped 4-0 up in Boston. So it is not looking good for Orlando City. It looks like they are falling out of the playoffs. The players are playing like, we just want the season to end already. Mm-hmm. And we got this game this weekend against D.C. United, Dylan. D.C. United. They're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. If we don't win that game, Dylan, we will be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. So it is not looking good. Orlando City, just give me something to cheer about. I mean, if we don't make the playoffs, just show us that we're getting better and improve for next season just so I have some hope. Something. Phil Rollins is laughing really hard about this yes, somewhere. Phil Rollins' curse is in full effect, people. All right, guys. So let me give you my games of the week to watch this week. So my big game is the Chicago Fire taking on the New York Red Bulls. That game's going to be on Saturday at 4 p.m. on Unimas. Again, two top teams battling out for playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. going to be a good one. And then you have Atlanta United playing FC Dallas. That's going to be on Sunday at 3.30 on FS1. That's a big game, Dylan, because Atlanta United, this is going to be their first game opening up Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So that's pretty going to be exciting. You also have my European match for this week. I'll give you two bonuses to keep an eye on this week. Lazio taking on AC Milan and Manchester City taking on Liverpool. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. So on to baseball news. Um, It's a playoff push time right now. And speaking of playoff pushes, a team traded for, you guessed it, Justin Verlander. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. And the Tigers decided to trade him to the Houston Astros. And um, it was a deal right at the waiver wire trade deadline. And he was in Detroit for 13 years. And they decided to take him in Houston. JT, what do you think the implications of this trade are right now? Um, what do you think Justin Verlander does for the Houston Astros? Well, I definitely think a positive buzz with Houston, especially after everything that happened with them, with the with Hurricane Harvey and everything. So it definitely brings a positive buzz for the city. And for Justin Verlander going to Houston, it's a big deal because it shows the Astros are serious. Okay, they're, they're leading the AL West. We, they're not going to blow it. They're going to win that division. But they're focused on the playoffs, and they think their time is now to focus on getting into the championship. In Houston, I believe the last time they won the World Series, I think was 
was it 2003? Was it 2004? Maybe it was 05. But it was the year they played the White Sox. That's the last time. So it's been a long time, Dylan, since Houston has been that close to a World Series. So I don't blame them, Dylan. They are going for it. Yes, they are. And Justin Verlander will help them get to that position and um, possibly make a run at the uh, at the World Series. So we'll see what happens in Houston. Um, moving on to some more baseball news. Brandon Phillips got traded to the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, they also acquired Justin Upton from Detroit as well. So Detroit was pretty busy with the trade deadline. Um, they got rid of two two good players. So Justin Upton going over to the Angels. And Brandon Phillips is over there as well. So two big pieces of news coming out of baseball. Uh, on to miscellaneous news. Floyd Money Mayweather knocked out Conor McGregor to remain perfect um, in, in his 50 fights. It's, he's 50-0 and 0 now in his career. Um, he had 10 rounds in that fight against McGregor and McGregor lost. Um, just, it, it went a lot longer than people thought it was going to. Yes. He went longer than two rounds as I predict, as I made a prediction, but Conor McGregor, he went well past that. So good. Yes, for him. he did. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think a lot of people in the UFC community are proud of McGregor for going so long in this fight. I mean, he definitely gave, gave money, Mayweather a uh, run for his money in that fight so I mean it, it was good to watch and I watched a few highlights and stuff too saw the knockout as well and you know it, it's it's one of those things that I wasn't technically expecting McGregor to win that fight at all I wanted him to because it would have been good but uh, you know he didn't it's fine but I you know I would love to see Floyd Money Mayweather go into a UFC octagon now against McGregor I, I think that, that would be a fantastic fight. I don't think Mayweather could hold his own in an octagon, and it would just be great to watch. I think big money would be spent on that fight. And so, you know, it's one of those fights that if McGregor can make it happen, that'd be great. But I, I highly doubt Mayweather would be willing to go into the UFC octagon. So, JT, what's up uh, next on the miscellaneous news? Well, this was going to be my final thought last time episode, but we ran short on time. So just wanted to say uh, Japan, they, they beat uh, Lear Texas to win the Little League World Series and the city because they go by city. So Japan, of course, the team is based in Tokyo. And Japan, they did really well in this series. They they beat the Texas team 12-2 in the final. And Japan, they outscored like a lot of runs. I, I can't remember the total off the top of my head, but it was a large amount, and I believe they only gave up like three runs in the entire tournament, like three hits. So it was it was crazy. And with that victory being based out of Tokyo, it's the fourth time that in the Little League World Series that a team from Tokyo has won the Little League World, World Series title. So good for them. Wow, that's awesome. And Japan usually gets the final in the Little League World Series. I mean, they've been successful in the baseball. They're actually a really big market for baseball over there in Japan, which is um, crazy to think about. But the Little League World Series is definitely a place for them to be showcased. And it's uh, it's great to see that a team from Japan is so good um, to go into a sport like baseball. It's, it's great to watch. So there's a new company called Rep the Squad. JT, you probably know a little bit more about this than I do. But they're trying to sell monthly subscriptions to have fans rent jerseys. Mm-hmm. So the, subscri- the the monthly charge is nineteen ninety five for adults and sixteen ninety five for children. 
So what they're doing is they're they're making it to where is it any sport that you can you can rent a jersey from? I believe it's any sport. Any sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was so on they, ESPN a few weeks ago, but I believe it's any sport. Any sport. So you can just say, I want, let's say I want a Titans jersey. I go on there and say, I want a Titans jersey, this size, send it to me. It's 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 20 bucks a month for adults. And it's kind of legit, kind of do like Netflix where like you have a queue of jerseys you want and you just, they send it to you and you kind of wear it for like a month or whatever. And then, but of course, remember you're paying every month. And we know what Jersey's deal, and they're like, what? Usually, if you get their authentic, it's like what 120 bucks, probably. Yeah, Maybe something like that. that. For NFL jerseys, yeah, it for is. NFL, yeah. NHL's a little bit more expensive, usually 150 bucks or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it kind of varies. I mean, I I guess I understand the concept of it. It just seems like to me that you might as well just go buy a jersey. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to rent people one? People want to pick different jerseys, but I I can understand. I still like my collector jerseys just because I can hang them on the wall. Yeah, hang them on the wall, do something with them. I mean, I don't know about renting them. And also, cleanliness of the jersey, too. I mean, are you renting a brand new jersey? It's probably going to be no, a used they said, jersey. They said on the, on the article that they, if you, you can ship it in and they'll wash it and they won't charge you. Interesting. So, but that's something we'll have to keep our eye on. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Dylan. One more miscellaneous news note. The, as we talked about last week with the Arena Football League, I predicted the Philadelphia Soul would defend their title, and they did that with a 44-40 victory over the Tampa Bay Storm. And it was a very, very close game. Uh, Tampa Bay gave the Philadelphia Soul everything they handle, but Dan Rudball, he had four touchdowns in that game, and the kept the team in it. So for Philadelphia Soul, Ron Jaworski, Jaworski excuse me, he owns that team, so he's very excited that... Philadelphia Soul, they got to defend their title. I'm sure. I, I, I'm surprised there's not more media publicity over that. I mean, seeing that one of the most prominent NFL commentators, Jaws, actually owns the team, that's kind of weird that they haven't given us more information on that. I mean, I'm sure there are other NFL players or, and former stars that are associated with that league, but we just haven't even heard about. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. Anyway, well, that's our miscellaneous news of the week. So now it's time for one of our favorite segments here on the show. I've missed listening to it because it's been, what, two weeks since we've heard it last, but it is Uncle Bobby's Scam Alert, and Uncle Bobby's on the phone with us today. Uncle Bobby, are you prepared for Hurricane Irma? Yes, I have everything. I have my food, I have my water, I got it in my garbage can, I got it in a big giant uh, storage container, Uh, I swept everything out, I'm all excited, Uh, I'm ready for it. So you were I got lucky. my brand new, I got my brand new 520 count flat fitted sheet for my twins futon to oh. sleep on. So I'll be sleeping in comfort. Okay, so you were able to get water from the store, correct? Yeah, I had water anyway, but I just got another couple cases. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's just me, so it's not a big deal. I know for people to have more people. I mean, and it's funny because there were you know most of the stores were out, but I knew of the one down uh, near. We were all at. It was like just loaded. So I don't know if anybody knew about it or not. But yeah, I had no problem. So. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's go on to your scam. So the microphone's all yours. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sad that, yeah, you know, we, I was ready for last week, but, you know, you decided you had to go out of town for a week, you know. So it felt pretty sad for you there, you know. So my you bad. Have a good time my bad. Anything, but anyway. Thank you. Okay. So basically, uh, my scam is about the Penn State uh, upcoming trial for that uh, sad death of that one uh, frat. Uh, person uh tim piazza and i feel bad because basically the 
parents are real upset because the judge threw out the felony charge against the uh, 12 people involved, and basically now they're or 14, sorry, 14 people, and now they're only going to be charged with reckless endangerment. Uh, and it's kind of sad because, like I said, when he, after they got him, you know, basically got him drunk, even though they, you know, the judge said it wasn't their fault because he didn't have to drink. They, uh, after everything happened to him, he's basically laying there for like 12 hours after being all sick and everything and falling down and getting hit in his head and no one ever did anything, And even though someone wanted to help. So uh, my scam is that the uh, judge basically threw out the serious charges, so now it's just going to be, if they get charged, it'll just be about a two-year prison term if they even get char- uh, convicted. So that's my scam. Jeez. All right. Well, that was a good one. Um, let's move on to our winners and losers of the week. So, JT, I'll start with you first. All right, Dylan. So my winner this week for our podcast is going to be J.J. Watt. I'm sure you guys have heard after what happened in Texas with Hurricane Harvey, uh, J.J. Watt kind of raised a donation campaign. It's called a Houston Flood Relief Fund uh, to get people to donate money and raise money. And he had a set goal, and they surpassed it. And I just checked on his Twitter account today, and they said they're currently at $27 million. Wow. that they have raised uh, to donate to help the victims uh, that lost their lives during uh, Hurricane Hurricane Harvey. So uh, that is uh, awesome. So good job, J.J. Watt. He's my winner this week. My loser this week is, unfortunately, the North American Soccer League, as U.S. Soccer Federation announced earlier this week that they're going to pull their Division II sanctioning for next season. So what does that mean for the NASL? Well, all their teams will either have to merge with the USL or they're going to have to join the third division, National Independent Soccer Association. Or they could find a way to kind of survive on for 2018, but it seems highly unlikely since they only have eight teams. So we'll have to see what happens with them going forward, but it's not looking good for those guys. All right, now on to Uncle Bobby. Yeah, so real quick before my winner, uh, yeah, I, I saw the story about J.J. Watts too, and I did donate to it. Um and uh, I'm glad I did. So I'm uh, really glad to see what he did. I'm real happy for that. So I'm happy that he did it. Glad you brought it up there, JT. Uh, my winner is Anthony Rizzo from the uh, World Series champs, Chicago Cubs. Uh, basically, he donated $3.5 million to a children's hospital, um, the Lurie's Children's Hospital. And him himself, he had had Hodgkin's lymphoma when he was a child. Um, and so basically, um, he's uh, donating money to them. He's going to be hanging around there, hanging around with the kids when he can, and uh, they're going to have a, a waiting room after, named after him. So that's my winner right there, Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs. Who is your loser? Okay, my loser will be the uh, Boston Red Sox. I guess they decided that if they can't win, uh, even though they're in first place, they got to be like the Patriots and cheat. Uh, they basically used an Apple Watch uh, to uh, after they stole signals, which you're allowed to do, but they used an Apple Watch to uh uh, I guess to uh, tell the people what the signals were, which is against the rules. Um, and they're still waiting here on the punishment. Uh, when the story first came out, they kind of weren't admitting it. And then when the commissioner found out and he asked them, they said, yeah, we did it. So basically the Red Sox are losers because of the Apple watch. If they had a Casio $10 watch like me, they couldn't have done it, but that's not, I'm not one to tell them what they can have. So anyway, <laughs> All right, that's my loser. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, my winner this week is uh, the whole Atlanta Falcons organization, plus also their fan base, too, because the Patriots were winning last night until the Kansas City Chiefs went on a 28-3 to run 
which I don't know if you guys recognize that number, but that number is the same exact number of the score during the Super Bowl last year during the halftime. Um, then, of course, we all know what happens. The Falcons blew their lead, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So that's a little bit of redemption for the Atlanta Falcons in that scenario. And then my loser this week is the Kansas City Chiefs defense because Eric Berry, the safety there, ruptured his Achilles last night. So I think that defense is going to nosedive now because he was the leader of their defense, really. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens after this week, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense, they're not going to look as good without Eric Berry on the field. We saw that a few years ago when he went down with um, his sickness when he was diagnosed um, a few years ago. So it, it's going to be tricky to see what happens there in Kansas City, but I'm interested to watch it. Now on to our final thoughts. Who's up first? I'll go first. I'll go. Oh, JT goes first, I guess. Okay. All right. So for my final thought, just want to uh, just tell everyone here in Florida and the Carolinas and Georgia, just be safe out there with Hurricane Irma coming. Uh, We all know, Dylan, that the storm has obviously affected a lot of the sports teams this week with the Dolphins. They're going to be in Los Angeles for training. The Florida Panthers will be in Boston. And a lot of the college teams, Florida State, USF, Florida Gators have canceled their games this week to help pray for the, to prepare for the storm. So everyone just be safe out there and uh, get through the storm okay. And we'll come back to Floral and the rest of the Southeast will come back strong next week. So be safe, guys. Be safe. Uncle Bobby, you're up. Yeah, so my uh, final thought is, uh, I don't know if you heard, but Eddie Cunningham used to uh, be a color analyst on college football for ABC and ESPN. He basically walked away. Um, he said he had enough. He's seen enough damage on the field, uh, players getting hurt. Um, he personally knew a player who had this CTE uh, damage and uh, committed suicide. So he basically said he's had enough, and he actually walked away from a real nice contract to uh, continue to broadcast the games. Um, so my final thought is, I guess it's finally starting to get the people up in the uh, broadcast booth also. So there you go. Jeez. All right. Well, my final thought goes out to the Tennessee Volunteers. You have a shot to take out Indiana State this weekend because, of course, they're not a good football team at all. So make a statement this weekend. Just pile drive them into the ground or something. Do something this weekend to show us what team you will be this season because you did not show it last week against Georgia Tech. This week needs to be a statement game going into Florida next week when I'm going to be there in the swamp. So hopefully you play a lot better next week, but do something good this week. And also um, everybody in Florida, everybody in Georgia, hunker down. Hurricane Irma is no joke. It's going to be a, it's going to be quite a devastating storm, especially in the Florida Keys and the Miami area. So make sure to hunker down if you're staying in those areas. And I mean, especially here in Central Florida, we're going to see a lot of effects as well. So make sure you stay safe out there. And after it happens, uh, definitely, you know, see if you can help anywhere, see if you can help with the um, relief efforts, because it's definitely going to be something for the record books. So uh thanks for listening to the show this week guys make us make sure to follow us on twitter follow us on facebook our twitter is oob podcast our facebook is out of bounds with dylan james um you can go on our out of bounds podcast.com website too and you can also follow me on social media twitter handle is dylan underscore james and dylan james on facebook jt what are your social media handles 
You can reach me at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. And you can follow me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jttosportsguy.com. Uncle Bobby, what is your social media handle, sir? Okay, so it's uh, Life is a Big Scam on Twitter. Uh, every first uh, letter of each word is a capital. Life is a Big Scam. And if anybody out there uh, is in the hurricane path and they need some little uh, storm prep advice, uh, just tweet at me and I'll be able to uh, give you some advice that uh, I've had some experience with. Perfect. Everybody stay safe. Hashtag Ask Uncle Bobby. We'll start that. We'll, we'll, we'll trend that. We'll trend it on Twitter. It'll be great. Okay, do it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the show, and we will see you guys next week. You're locked into 24-7 Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderin from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards of the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball. I want 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 the ball. I